0: So, we've actually been abandoning ourselves to make sure that other people are okay instead of checking in with ourselves to see if we are okay. Welcome to
1: The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. Hi my loves! Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today, we are talking about boundaries. What they are, how to set them, and so much more. This episode will be so eye-opening for people-pleasers and peacekeepers, and anyone who has a hard time saying no. Our guest is Nancy Levin. Nancy Levin teaches you how to become a boundary badass by making yourself a priority and setting boundaries that stick. She is a master life coach, radio host, and best-selling author, author of five books. During the 12 years, Nancy was the event director at Hay House. She produced more than a thousand events. Nancy continues to teach at the Hay House Writers' Workshop, and recently launched Levin Life Coach Academy. Hello, Nancy. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle. How are you doing today?
0: I am great, and I'm really happy to be here
1: with you. Same. I'm excited because boundaries is such an interesting topic to me. It's something that I needed to learn and still need to learn. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell me what does it mean to
0: set boundaries, and why is it important? Sure. So I define boundaries as the limits and guidelines that we set for ourselves around what we will or will not accept, will or will not tolerate, what's okay, what's Mm -hmm. not okay, and also that delineation between where we end and someone else begins. So for those of us who have identified in our lives as people pleasers or peacekeepers or those of us who haven't wanted to rock the boat, afraid of conflict... We've spent a lot of time and energy managing the perceptions of others and taking more responsibility than is ours. So we've actually been abandoning ourselves to make sure that other people are okay instead Mm. of checking in with ourselves to see if we're okay. Yeah, I relate to this
1: so hard because I'm a total people pleaser. I'm a Libra. I'm all about peace. And this is something I realized later in life. Like I'm hurting myself by thinking of other people before me. Yes. You know, and to give an example, holding back from telling someone the truth because you don't want to hurt them. But in the end, it hurts you.
0: Right. Exactly. And, you know, that brings in this illusion that we have that we can actually make someone else mad or even make someone else happy. Because the deal is that someone else's response to our truth is not our responsibility. It's theirs. Ooh. You got to say that again. <laughs> and and <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Break it down. I, so people really Trust get what me. you're saying. Cause no, I
1: really had to understand that.
0: I get it. Believe me. I couldn't have written this book unless it was something <laughs> that I needed to learn. I didn't even, yeah. you know, it was, it was 10 years ago that I set my very first boundary well into my forties wow. so because, you know, we are not, Taught how to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. I never knew what a boundary really was, let alone that it was something that I needed to or even could set. So, what I said before was someone else's response to our truth is not our responsibility to manage. Yeah.
1: So huge. So, whether they are happy to hear it or angry or whatever, like that is not up to you. The responsibility is not on you.
0: Right. I mean, you know. I'm all for being courteous and tactful and saying things with grace. So I'm not talking about being reckless or careless, but I'm also saying that we have to start considering ourselves as much as, and really ultimately more than we're considering everyone else in our lives. Yeah, that is just life-changing. So,
1: How do we start for the people out there listening who are total people pleasers? Yes. How
0: do we begin? Yeah. So this is, this is really about peeling back to come into contact and connection with ourselves. So it's about pausing to check in with what's true for us in each situation instead of leaving ourselves to take the temperature, if you will, of the other people around us. So, you know, what A simple example we can use that we can all relate to, you know, someone says, Hey, what do you want to have for dinner tonight? The default response to that question is, I don't care. What do you want? Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And we all know this. A simple way to begin is to first assess, wow, what, what is my preference? Do I have a desire here? And to begin naming the desire. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what? I really want sushi tonight. Yeah, And the other person might want Italian. And there might be a conversation of, okay, let's have sushi tonight and Italian tomorrow night or whatever it looks like. But I can mm-hmm. guarantee that you'll feel far less resentful about eating Italian food if you've actually expressed your desire for sushi.
1: Yeah. So it's about for self-awareness and then communication. Don't exactly. just keep it to yourself.
0: Yeah. Oh and you know, gosh. we have this, right. Cause we have this idea that, oh, it's better not to say anything. Yeah. I don't want to cause, I don't want to cause conflict. I don't want to start a fight. Yeah. But when we're avoiding external conflict, we're creating more internal conflict. We mm. create chaos when we avoid the truth. Yeah. Wow. And then, and then what's happening is, you know, we are essentially then in these relationships and I'm going to say quote unquote relationships, that aren't even based on the truth of who we are. So we're not showing up in our truth in our relationships yeah. if we are avoiding our own expression. Well, I think a lot
1: of the times, especially if you're younger, you're new to relationships, you're trying to be who the other person wants right. or who you think the other person wants rather than yourself.
0: Right. You're, you're a chameleon. Mm-hmm. And what, then what is happening is we're packaging ourselves to be digestible to someone else. Right. And that's not sustainable. Because at some point, we can, no longer, we can no longer keep wearing the mask. It takes far yeah. more energy to withhold and cover up and be what someone else wants us to be than it does to just simply tell the truth. Yeah. But the crazy thing is that we all have this belief on some level that we have to hide some part of ourselves in order to be loved and accepted. Yes, yes. That's right? huge. And
1: I think everybody is huge. can relate to that.
0: Yeah. So for some of us, it's some aspect or some quality or characteristic. For some of us, it's a skeleton in the closet secret. Mm-hmm. But we, we all have this thing that we're thinking to ourselves, if so-and-so knew this or saw this, they wouldn't love me. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is that right next to that inside of our heart lives the yearning to be loved for exactly who we are. Exactly. But we can't be loved for who we are unless we reveal who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's, it's yeah. obvious, but it's so hard to do. Right. And, and I think it's hard to do because for so long we've had this idea that the goal of relating, the goal of relationship, and I'm talking about intimate partnership, but also you know, your relationship with your mother or anybody, that the goal of relationship is harmony at all costs. That's mm-hmm. what we are. We think that that's the goal. And the problem with that is that harmony at all costs comes at a very high cost. Right. And it comes at a high cost to us mm-hmm. because then we are in this loop of essentially what do I need to do or say to make everything be okay, mm-hmm. which completely takes us out of the present moment which completely takes us out of authenticity yeah you're
1: just trying to diffuse the discord right right so so you're saying the goal of relationships should be truth but what if the truth is something that will blow it up even more people's worst fear is like you know something horrible happening
0: Right. And so sometimes there will be consequences there, but there will be consequences regardless. And here's the thing in my own life and in my own experience, we wait for a crisis to make change in our lives. And I'm simply saying that, that I want you to start rocking your own foundation before it rocks you. Ooh, yeah. So a blow up can happen, but what I can assure you is what happens in real life is actually never, is never of the magnitude of what we have imagined in our head. Yeah. Because we go black and white. We go to the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. And the worst case scenario happens when we do not tell the truth because the truth comes out sideways. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to look at relationship as a container that can hold your truth and my truth. Mm. If this is a real relationship built on honest intimacy and connection and communication, it can hold both of our truths. And so to that end, I look at conflict as simply the illumination of our differences. Right. It's not necessarily
1: bad. It's just a a way to see and appreciate our differences.
0: Right. And it doesn't even have to be about, oh, I'm going to muscle you over to my side, quote unquote, or I'm going to muscle myself over to your side. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be about that. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be built on that premise. It can simply be, let's simply acknowledge that we have differences here, right? but it doesn't need to escalate. Mm, Yeah. And it's teaching you to learn that you can live with people with
1: differences. I mean, we're all different and we are right. It's like there's a greater lesson there. There is absolutely a
0: greater lesson. And what I would say is we have a capacity for so much more than we give ourselves credit for. And I will say to that end, not to confuse the capacity for the receptivity and the receiving in relationship and what what we are allowing in and what we want, I don't want to confuse that capacity with endurance and stamina and sticking things out. Because I also see that we have tremendous, we have tremendous endurance for tolerating what's actually intolerable. Oh,
1: yeah. Let's talk about that.
0: So mm-hmm. what is intolerable?
1: Because <laughs> I know a lot of, there's so many examples popping in my head of friends or people
0: you know that tolerate too much. Yes and and part of it is this you know this fear of most people actually believe you know boundaries equals abandonment you know if i set a boundary mm-hmm. i'll be alone mm-hmm. so i'll just suck it up i'll muscle through i'll take i'll you know i'll tolerate i'll accept and i'll and i'll take it so to speak i'll keep taking whatever it is that feels intolerable to me and so here's what yeah. i really want to communicate is that we usually go to the place of pointing a finger and blaming someone else for crossing our boundaries i hear it with my clients time Mm -hmm. and time again i tried to set a boundary but he or she kept crossing them and the truth of the matter is that it is no one else's job but yours to uphold your boundary so if your boundary is being crossed it's you who is crossing Mm it yeah so we, we enable people to cross our boundaries and we cross our own boundaries for tolerating and accepting in our lives what is actually unacceptable and intolerable. Mm-hmm. Now, there are things I would say pretty much across the board that fit that category. There are also things that might be specific to each person, you know, so let's say, you know, across the board, I think, you know, being in a relationship where you're being, you know, beaten, yeah. that's intolerable. That's across the board intolerable, right? It might also be intolerable for me to, to, to have someone smoking, Mm -hmm. whereas it might be tolerable for someone else. Yeah. So I, you know, it's, it's, it's really about determining for yourself, what are your own Mm non-negotiables? So what are your non-negotiables for yourself and what are the non-negotiables with another? Yeah
1: it's so subjective and it seems like you have to really ask yourself these questions because no one can tell you where your boundaries or non-negotiables are. That's right.
0: They're very personal. Yeah. Our boundaries are very personal because they're about our limits right? and they're and they're about where, you know, so we also have to be looking at, you know, what can I live with? Because everything in life is a choice. Mm-hmm. We're always making choices about things. And there will always be, you know, there's consequences to setting a boundary and consequences to not setting a boundary. Yeah. So we, we have to start dis- distinguishing, you know, what can I live with? And what am I, what am I unwilling to yeah. live without? And then see, see where it all falls out.
1: Hi loves! Let's take a break and talk about how to make 2020 your best year. As an artist of life, you have the power to envision and create the life you've always wanted. So as we enter a new decade, seize this opportunity to take action towards your dreams in 2020. To guide your year, I created the 2020 Artist of Life Workbook, a journal filled with 125 pages of questions and exercises to help you self-reflect, clarify your vision, set goals in all areas of your life, execute your goals, and track your progress, monthly. With sections on self-love, overcoming fear, habit tracking, gratitude journaling and more, the Artist of Life Workbook keeps you accountable and guides your growth throughout the year. It's a tool to keep you inspired, motivated and organized, helping you live your best life. All the exercises within have personally helped me change my life for the better and I'm confident that they'll do the same for you. To get started, go to shop.lavendaire.com to get your copy of the 2020 Artist of Life Workbook. Again, that's shop.lavendaire.com. Do you think there is ever a situation where you've set too many boundaries or like, can you, can you overdo it? I'm sure you can. And what are the consequences of that?
0: Yeah. So let me first say that the way that the way to set boundaries, let's actually talk about that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we can set boundaries with ourselves and we can set boundaries that involve other people. Regardless of which one we're talking about, the boundary is still between me and me. You know, Mm. your boundary is between you and you, not even the other person. So when we're setting a boundary, it's essentially naming to ourselves what we're no longer willing to tolerate and what we will do to take care of ourselves if it continues. Mm. So when we're setting a boundary with... With someone else, most people begin that conversation with you. So you always or you never, yeah. you know, something like that, pointing the finger and starting it with you. And then what we get into is we get into a situation of an ultimatum, and we get into an escalated state of you know defensiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that's never not, something like that's not going to easily end in, in a collaborative conversation. Yeah. However, if we take responsibility for ourselves and come from the place of I, you know, I feel X when you do or say Y. And in order to take care of myself, I'm going to do Z. Ah, so you're telling them what you will do. You're not asking them to change. No. And that's the most important piece here. It's huge. So setting about, yes, yes, yeah, it is huge. No, it's huge because mm-hmm. most of us think setting a boundary is telling someone what they can do or not do. Yeah. And it's not. It's simply letting someone know how how you feel, what the impact is of their behavior, and what you're going to do in order to take care of yourself mm. moving forward. So it can be... Now, there are sort of interim steps in here depending on the health of the other person. So it could be something like, you know, I notice that I feel really scared when you when you yell, when you raise your voice. So are you willing to get some therapy to do some work around your anger so you can have a conversation and see what they're available for and then be able to go to, you know, I'm just letting you know that if we're having a conversation and you start to yell in order to take care of myself, I'm going to go for a walk around the block and then come back. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. So it really is about self-care. Right. It Thinking of yourself all, boundaries. First. It's all about self-care. Yeah. It's all about. Yeah. So again, it's not about presuming anyone else is going to change or that they even have to change. Mm, because yeah. we also have choice around, around staying invested or staying involved. Yeah. You know, and then from there, everything is simply about is simply about giving ourselves permission to put ourselves first, mm-hmm. you know, we are considering ourselves first. So it can even be, you know, and then, so it can, it can happen on any level. It can happen, you know, with anyone that you're in a relationship with in any conversation to simply let someone know your experience. Here's what I'm feeling. And so in order to take care of myself, here's what I'm going to do. The important piece here is putting your money where your mouth is. If you say you're going to do something, then you need to do it because we teach people how to treat us. So if it's something like, I notice I feel really uncomfortable when we're out to dinner and you have more than two drinks. So in order to take care of myself, if you have more than two drinks tonight at dinner, I'm going to leave the restaurant. Now Mm. that's a pretty strong, right? That's a pretty strong move. Right. So don't say that unless you can make the move. Right. Yeah, because then you're, you lose,
1: you're, they lose trust in you.
0: Yeah, I right? mean, ultimately it's like then you're the little girl who cries wolf. Yeah. We have to be able to stick by what we say because it's really about the, I mean, we talk a lot about setting boundaries, but it's really about the maintaining Mm. of the boundary. It's really about the holding of the boundary and recognizing that in order for the boundary to stick, we are the ones who have to make it stick. No one else can do that for us. Wow.
1: Yeah. So it's really is ongoing with yourself and all the
0: relationships you have in your life. It It is. Mm-hmm. And so when we're setting boundaries with ourselves, it's really about accountability and commitment and the promise. Mm-hmm. And then it's really about what's the structure and practice we need to put in place. You know, I always say like, what's it going to take? to stick to the commitment that we're making to ourselves. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because what tips do you
1: have for people to build that, you know, the promise they make to themselves, the commitment they make to themselves?
0: I'm definitely a big fan of literally putting things in our calendar and treating ourselves as our most sacred client Mm -hmm. because we're so quick to bump ourselves out of the way for something else. Yeah. And so really putting time for ourselves in the calendar building it in and actually starting from there instead of squeezing it in Mm -hmm. so I will time block time for myself ahead of time before I start filling things in around it something else Mm -hmm. I do so I have a very I have a very strong evening and morning ritual so in the evening I put my phone into airplane mode before I go to sleep when I wake up in the morning i'm not met by notifications on my phone right so i am i get up and the first thing i do is go meditate and not having any notifications on my phone makes it really easy for me to go to my cushion yeah so there's no question in my head of do i feel like meditating do i want to meditate am i going to meditate it's just simply what i do yeah and then I, you know, do some other personal self-care practices. I write in my journal, you know, I do certain things. I don't put my Wi-Fi back on until I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And that for me has become a non-negotiable in my life. I love that. Like a lot of people, love it too. yeah, a lot of
1: people want to do that, but they get mm-hmm. like, they get pulled in all these different directions. Oh, I meant to meditate, but this happened
0: and that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is also is, is building in this, you know, really looking at creating the person I am becoming so that I am stepping into the identity of the person who meditates daily. Right. So it's less about, it's less about being outcome driven as it is about identity. I I am this person Mm -hmm. and this is simply what I do. Yeah. Awesome. So
1: I want to ask some questions that we got from our community on Facebook and Instagram. So Gabby asked, how do you set boundaries at work without being rude or hurting other colleagues or just looking not helpful?
0: Yeah. And, and so this is, this is a beautiful way of being able to bring in the conversation of how to say no. Yes. And What I'll say here is, first of all, we have to find our no in order to free our yes. We have to find our no in order to free our yes. Find our no Mm -hmm. to free our yes, because usually our yes is like a knee-jerk yes. Yeah. Right? And the knee-jerk yes is coming from obligation or feeling responsible. The knee-jerk yes is coming from that place, like we were talking about earlier, thinking that I can, thinking that, you know, I will disappoint someone or I will make someone mad. The knee-jerk yes can also come from the place of, I want to be the hero. I want to be the savior. I want to be the one and the only one. If a yes is from anything but desire, it's actually a no. Mm. And we can learn how to say no with grace and gratitude instead of guilt and excuses. Mm. So in the work situation, and if, if it's, you know, a colleague or a coworker or whoever, even a boss coming and saying, Hey, I really need you to do this. I need you to stay late tonight. I need you to do this project. I need you, you know, whatever it is, then simply the setting of the boundary is I appreciate you asking me. And if I wasn't so busy with my own work, I would certainly be available to help you, but that's not the case right now. Mm. Something like that yeah. or staying late. I have plans this evening. I'm ha- you know, and then maybe even offering up, like I'm happy to come in earlier tomorrow or stay late tomorrow if that's the case. But again, we end up acquiescing and giving into other people's needs. Yeah. Because we think, we think that their urgency is our urgency. Mm. Yeah. And it's not. And the other thing even about workplace scenarios is that we often get into this misconception that if I say no, I'm going to get fired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is a really big black and white situation. Now, mm-hmm. we have to bring in discernment. If there's an extreme situation and it's all hands on deck and, you know, there's a big deadline and everyone, want, everyone needs to pitch in, you know, take that into account. If it's something that's much more benign, and it's simply a request made of you, just because someone makes a request of you doesn't mean that you have to say yes to it. Yeah. And so it's building that courage muscle and the confidence muscle to stand in what's true and okay for you. And that begins with being able to literally take a pause when the request is made to check in. Is this something I feel okay doing? Yeah.
1: And your gut feeling always knows. Like that's what I've learned to, to tune into my body, whether I want to say yes or no to something.
0: Absolutely. Our bodies are the barometers of our truth. Mm -hmm. So our, we feel the truth before we even think the truth. Yeah. And yet we're so quick to bypass the information and the data that our bodies give us. Yeah.
1: I have a question. So say you're someone asks you of something, maybe it's an opportunity that came to you and you're mm-hmm. in that in the middle stage. It's not a yes, it's not a no, which you, you'll probably mm-hmm. say it's more likely a no. What's a graceful way to say no, even if you don't have a good reason?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so I love that you asked this question because you don't need a reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like how do you, cause people always expect a reason. It's like, no, I can't make your birthday be, or this event because right. I'm busy. But if you have no other reason, how do you say no?
0: Right. Right. So simply to be able to say, I appreciate the invitation. I'm not available. Mm, I'm not available. Period. Yeah. So there's no apology. And there's no excuse, there's no reason, oh. there's no song and
1: a dance. Wow. Yeah, that is so helpful because I've never really known how to deal with that specific situation. Yeah,
0: yeah so you do it with gratitude yeah. like, thank you for thinking of me, thank you for including me, thank you for the invitation. I'm not available, I'm not available. and no apologies. And no apologies. Mm. You could say something like, I really would, l- I wish I could, or I'd love to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm not available, yeah, you know, but not to apologize and not to make up a whole story of my dog ate my homework and, you know, I could take my, you know. <laughs> well, cause I think a lot of people, they, they gravitate towards like, oh, I need, I
1: need a story. I need to come up with something and it makes it even worse.
0: Right. Because what's happening <laughs> is we're, that's, that's again, putting someone else ahead of ourselves. Right. That's once again putting more weight on someone else's experience than our own. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm really talking about here overall, like I was saying before, taking ourselves into account as much as, if not more than others, you know, we're so used to setting the table with, you know, the, the fancy China and the crystal and the silver and the big juicy steak or the big juicy tofu. And we're in the kitchen eating in the dark, over the sink, whatever scraps (laughs) and crumbs are left over. Mm -hmm. And we think that's okay. Yeah. And so I'm saying it's time to give ourselves a seat at the table, and in fact, at the head of the table.
1: Yeah. So I have another question from Claudia. She asked, are there such things as good or bad boundaries? And what are good or bad boundaries?
0: I, I wouldn't necessarily say that there's good or bad. I would... I think the boundary is more charge neutral. And if we Mm -hmm. look at it relating to what's okay for me, I don't think, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm going to put a judgment on someone else's boundary because I'm not that person, you know? So my boundaries work for me and Mm. someone else may look at them and want to label them as good or bad, but they're what I need in place in order for me to be at my best. What if, say you're
1: in a relationship and Mm -hmm. your significant other sets a boundary, but you think they're too stubborn with their, like, what if your boundaries or non-negotiables conflict and, you know, someone is too stubborn or what, what do you -hmm. think about that? Yeah. So, I mean,
0: like I was saying before, someone may set a boundary with us and we may not like it. We have a choice. Is this really the right relationship for me? Mm. Is there a move I need to make here? What am I standing for right. or allowing or tolerating that doesn't actually feel in alignment with my truth? Mm-hmm. We always have
1: that choice. That's a hard
0: question to ask. Yeah. yeah. I, that's a good reminder because I think a lot
1: of people in relationships feel like they want the other person to change or the, like, you know, there, some not matching up, but they don't realize that they always have that choice. Yeah,
0: we do. And you know, we may not, we may not like the behavior. We may not like the impact of someone else and we have choices to make because mm-hmm. we might decide, you know what, this I can live with. This is it's not my favorite thing, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then really seeing, like, oh, this actually isn't okay with me. Yeah. And I need I need to actually address that in myself. I need to get in alignment with me mm-hmm. because I'm so out of alignment that I'm actually tolerating this. Right. So again, nothing about, oh good, I'm glad. (laughs) But again, nothing about the other person. Mm -hmm. This isn't about the other person changing. This is me checking in and seeing, wow, I am so off. I'm so off. I'm so out of alignment with myself and my truth because I've been here thinking this is okay when really Mm -hmm. it's not. Ooh, quick question that I thought of. What if
1: you have a friend Mm -hmm. who is really bad at, at these boundaries. They're, they're with someone, they're tolerating more than they should. Mm -hmm. And you really want to help them out of it. But as a friend, there's only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. What's your advice on that?
0: (laughs) You can say, I have a really good book for you to read. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, and again, a friend or anyone else, we can't, it's like you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink, you know? So Mm -hmm. even with a friend, we're not we are not going to be able to change them. We're not going to be able to do anything yeah. to have them make a change until they're ready. And so mm-hmm. many people are caught in the web of feeling the desperation or even feeling, I'd rather, a, I'd rather be in a crappy relationship than be alone. Yes. Or I'd rather tolerate this than, you know, go back out there and date. Yeah. And again, looking at the choices that we're making, because here's how I, you know, here's the way I see this. Every choice we make, every choice we've made up until now, every choice, decision, action we've made until this moment has created the life we're living. Mm -hmm. We are the result of that. Yep. We're the culmination of that. So if we want something to be different, we have to be willing to make different choices. And we have to really look, I always say that our present moment choices are, are the crystal ball They predict our future Mm -hmm. because the choices we're making today are going to create the future that we're living into. Yep. And so it all comes to me down to choice. If we want change, we have to make different choices and take different actions. And so it may very well be that the, that the friend is complaining about the relationship or whatever, But does she, is she really ready to change?
1: So good. (laughs) Awesome. So Nancy, I have some rapid fire questions Hmm. that I'm going to ask. So the first one is, what does your dream life look like? Oh,
0: (laughs) you know, I, I'm actually in many ways living it right now. That's amazing. It is amazing because I, I live alone. My time is my own. I have ultimate freedom and space. And that, to me, is my highest value. Mm, I love it.
1: What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? Uh, you Can Heal Your Life by
0: Louise Hay. Oh, that's such a good book. Mm-hmm. What is one habit that has changed your life? What I mentioned before about the uh, putting my phone in airplane mode and meditation. What is the best life or career advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> Don't quit your
1: day job. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is... Wow. Being surrounded by my family who I
0: love. Mm, Yeah. And lastly, where can we find you online? My website is nancylevin.com. Everything is there. All the information about my books and my coaching and my social media, all the things. Perfect. All right. Yeah.
1: Everyone listening, I'll link everything about Nancy in the show notes so you can check out her website and all of the books and resources that she offers. And thank you so much, Nancy. This was really helpful, eye-opening. And I love this topic because I think more people need to talk about this.
0: I agree. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I loved our conversation. Alright, that conversation was so good, and I hope you
1: enjoyed it as much as I did. I really resonate with this topic because I am that person that used to be too nice. I tend to be too soft and too compromising, and there's a limit to that. You know, I've learned to set my boundaries as I've gotten older. So now I just want to wrap up with some key takeaways from our conversation. The first takeaway is that setting boundaries is always between you and yourself. It's not really about you and another person. It's about what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate for yourself. You can't expect to change people, and I think that's the mistake a lot of us make. All we can do is decide where our boundaries are and live aligned to that. And if anyone crosses that boundary, it's your job to communicate to that person, you crossed this boundary, it makes me feel X, and so I'm going to do Y. It's so important to honor your truth, be authentic, and express your truth. You can't take responsibility for how others react or respond. The next key takeaway is this idea that we tend to think of relationships as harmony at all costs. And so we tend to avoid conflict and confrontation because we want to keep the peace. We tend to hold back things that we want to say, hold back things that made us unhappy because we don't want to make the other person unhappy, angry, or whatever emotion. We just don't want to cause a scene. But the truth is, relationships should be focused on truth and communication at all costs. And conflict is not bad. Conflict is simply the highlighting of our differences. And it's okay to be different. It's okay to have different opinions. But what's important is to speak your truth rather than holding it in just to keep the peace. The last key takeaway is to say no with grace and gratitude. And I loved her tips and her scripts for saying no. Instead of feeling bad that you can't do something, or saying sorry, apologizing, trying to find an excuse or explanation, just say, like, thank you for this invitation or thank you for this opportunity, but I'm not available. Period. That's that. And the more you learn how to say no with grace and gratitude, the more you can say yes to the things that you truly, truly want to do. And you can tell when there are things that you want to do. Like, your whole body will feel excited. It will feel like a full body yes, rather than just a... "Mm, Maybe, maybe I think I can. So instead of trying to like talk yourself into saying yes because you feel bad about something, just learn to say no with grace and gratitude. All right, that's it for this episode. If you have more that you want to share regarding boundaries, whether it's your comments or stories about this, I would love to continue the conversation in our Facebook group, The Lavender Lifestyle Community. So I will talk to you guys there. Have a beautiful day. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.